Now, when it comes to understanding your customer's journey, knowing their touch points, it's really critical. Touch points are the places where customers connect with each other and with businesses, of course. And, you know, brands really need to be prepared to engage customers wherever they are on that journey at every possible touch point. We keep hearing about that customer experience and do organizations get it right or do they get it wrong? Well, you as a customer can decide that for yourselves, but companies need to embrace technology to connect disparate systems and achieve a cohesive view of customer identity. And the retail space is really becoming increasingly integrated, as we can see around us, according to the National Retail Federation and, of course, Forrester's annual state of retailing online study. Ideally, customers want to shop easily across all touch points, be it in person, through a website or via an app. I'm going to be speaking to Strategic Account Manager at InfoBIP South Africa, Jeremy Osborne, who's going to share his insights on how businesses in the retail sector should be employing a unified customer experience. He's going to touch on how retailers can work towards delivering a unified customer experience while trying to overcome current customer engagement challenges caused by the shift to the new normal among the other talking points. So it's a great pleasure to welcome to What's Next, Jeremy Osborne. Hello, Jeremy, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm fantastic, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Well, it's great, it's great to have you. You know, I'm really passionate about what we're gonna be talking about, and I'm glad that we are starting season three with this exact topic, because, you know, customer experience is everything, and we've seen how the pandemic has shifted so much around us, and uh, many organizations don't quite get it right. So uh, I'm really looking forward to our, our chat. Now, InfoBIP is a global communications company, so the ideology of a unified customer experience plays a big part of what your company does. Now, can you provide us with an overview of what it means? Uh, what is a unified customer experience or UCX as we often hum, uh, often hear the term UCX being bandied around? What does it all mean, Jeremy? Yeah, brilliant. You're right, yeah. Um, UCX or, or, or unified customer experience, this is really about how brands communicate with their customers. You know, I think the, the critical point is that um, contextual conversations with your customers, these are really, really important because it means you're, you're actively listening to your customers and what they want. I think the important point is not just listening, but it's when and where. You know, these, these interactions, these need to happen at the customer's convenience. So when they want to communicate with you on the channels of their choice. You know, so uh, an important point of, the, of course, uh, of that as well is that businesses need to be able to join the customer at any point of that journey to make sure that you know they're, they're delivering the services that they, they they expect so you know that's going to be over a, over a website or, or any digital channel of the customers choosing you know i think the it's important that customers customers need to be able to recognize and interact with your brand wherever you happen to be and on whichever channel that happens to be so I guess that context is everything. And I think it's such an important point you raise. Now I can tell you as a, as a customer, I often get frustrated when organizations don't listen to me, how I want to communicate when I'm trying to do something. Now we often hear about the customer touch points. Um, uh, now what exactly is a touch point? Can you give us an analysis, an explanation of what is a touch point and how can retailers optimize customer touch points? Because I think it's very important to understand this distinction. 
Yeah. No, look, you, you, you raised such an important point there, you know, that the customers need to be able to reach you, um, you know, when, when it's convenient for them. And I think, you know, like so many things these days, research and analysis ongoing is really, really key. You know, you need to make yeah. sure that a, a retailer needs to be able to make sure that they can identify customer issues or opportunities on one channel before they become present on another channel. You know, the, the very best unified customer experience is always going to be based on kind of constant analysis of customer needs, making sure that there's a proactive as opposed to a reactive uh, approach to problem solving. You know, as for, as for touch points themselves, um, touch points are really crucial elements to focus on for a, for a unified customer experience. You know, these touch points intersect with three main phases of the customer lifecycle. So your awareness, your valuation, your post-purchase stages, you know, and I think having a, a, a solid understanding of your customer's journey allows a business now to, un, to determine and understand what are all the right touch points across all of these phases that myself as a brand should be present on, you know, mm. to make sure that I'm available there for the customer, to make sure that I can then deliver a, a, great, a, a great kind of customer experience, but importantly, also to manage their expectations. As you've indicated, you, know, you need to make sure that customers' expectations, which are changing all the time based on the time of the day or the channel they're using, those need to be addressed. You need to be available to, to make sure that you're doing that. You know, so I think it's it's really important for the retail industry to understand the impact that um, these touch points have on the customer experience. You know, you need to make sure that you know what these touch points are, which ones are relevant, on which stage, you know, with you know, before, during, or, or after, um, and making sure that then you're using the right channels then to kind of deliver this to deliver this omni-channel approach whatever the channel may be. And that's, I think that's a blessing that we have these days that there are so many channels available, you know, whether it's WhatsApp or chatbots or Instagram. In fact, any digital platform or channel that your customers engage on is where you need to be. Jeremy, just repeat those three uh, touch points that you said earlier, because I want to, I want to memorize them so that I can, whenever I talk to retailers, these are the three things that you guys need to be on the lookout for. Yes, indeed. So look, you know, it's the, the three points are, um, it's, I think what I'm saying is that the touch, these touch points intersect with the three main phases kind of yes. your customer life cycle. So the awareness stage, the evaluation stage, and the post-purchase stage. Because the important thing is, I may start a retail or consumer experience with you on one channel. I may be investigating on the service or learning more about it, but I may be purchasing uh, or engaging with your brand um, on a different channel. And then when it comes to post-purchase or support, I could then still use a different channel still. But as a user, I don't want to have to have a different experience. I want to engage with the same brand, with the same experience, whatever they may be. So that's yeah. where the touch points become very, very important. And you know, Jeremy, it's so interesting that you, you mentioned this, you know, because it's amazing how many organizations get that post-purchase touch point completely wrong, right? And then it, it really goes horribly wrong because you can mm. actually lose a customer if you get just that last part. So you've got to look at every single stage of that particular journey. They're equally important. Now, since the pandemic, yeah. Jeremy, I mean, the retail industry has had to adapt dramatically to what we know now as the new normal, right? And now in light of this, mm. what kind of, what, what sort of customer engagement challenges is the retail industry 
currently facing and and how can the industry strive to overcome these kind of challenges because i guess many things have changed with the pandemic and 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 some retailers have adapted some haven't adapted fast enough yeah look absolutely right you know um well the the the, the covid pandemic in many ways is almost like a a perfect uh, storm in a way, you know, it's created these challenges that the retail industry has had to kind of overcome um, just to survive, you know, I mean, it's, and, and what's, I guess, what makes it so interesting is that it's happened everywhere at the same time, you know, so really compelling an industry to now adapt um, or face the consequences of not being able to do that, you know, and I think coming with that, it means now suddenly we have these always on customers with extremely high expectations. Um, and that's understandable because, you know, um, we provide services to collectively as businesses, but we also all consumers and we're all in the same boat at the same time. You know, people are, are forced to operate remotely now, um, which means customers now have schedules that are frenetic compared to what they are before. So um, we have this demand for almost unlimited online resources all the time you know i think it makes the, the important point is that um as consumers now we expect convenience and and reliability and that these need to relate and address our needs and expectations all the time whether it's whether it's online or in store you mm. know um they remain the same so i think you know, retailers really need to be um highly responsive to these 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 customer expectations we they need to make sure that they're matching their products and services to these rapidly evolving customer preferences it's really about keeping up with the latest shopping trends and consumer buying behavior which just as we thought we we're getting a fix on it you know they're they're evolving almost in real time so we need to as retailers be there at the same time for our customers you know, it's so interesting you, you talk about this. And I, I was just thinking now that, you know, we, we, we've, we've, most people have dabbled in some sort of online retail and, you know, e-commerce experience pre-pandemic, right? And what you've mm -hmm. seen now happening is that so many of those traditional bricks and mortar organizations um, have really uh, aggressively gone to that e-commerce experience. And I'm looking at, you know, you talk about the competitiveness out there. If you just look at food shopping, for example, going into a supermarket, yes, many of the retailers were dabbling in e-commerce so that you could buy your stuff before, but now it's become so competitive and, you know, deliveries within an hour and it's all about that customer experience, getting the products to the customer as quickly as possible. and and everybody's had to adapt and evolve and really meet the customer's demands. So you just need one competitor, for example, to trigger off that chain reaction and everybody has to follow and keep that level of service, that high standard level of service, pretty high across the board. I mean, you, you must be seeing some very interesting uh, things happening in the, in the retailer space when it comes to groceries and food shopping. Absolutely. You know, um, you touch on something so, so important there. It's almost like you know, collectively as a market, people are becoming more uh, in tune with using online services. They're almost becoming hygiene factors. And what you yes. touch on is, is, is so important is that, you know, the experience I have with a brand is now becoming the driving factor because I, I just, my life as a consumer, it's really, really busy. I need brands that make it easy for me to kind of live my life and to kind of engage on, on all these new dimensions that weren't there before. So, so brands getting that service element right 
is is just so such a powerful kind of tool because it's i guess the 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 one almost cruel part about it is that um getting it right makes it seamless it's when something even the smallest thing is missing that makes it such a jarring experience for the consumer and as you pointed out it's like that magical moment where if the this golden thread is cut suddenly you the experience is, is a shock to what you're expecting and you're right getting having brands develop a strong kind of omni-channel approach that says hold on i'm i'm holding your hand so to speak and making your experience um smooth throughout whatever the channel may be man that that really reached so many benefits for, for brands yeah. I mean, could you could you provide an overview of that cross-channel orchestration that we're talking about, and and how this has had this, this is having an impact on on customer experience? We we touched on some of the points right now, but can you touch on the powerful analytics, for example, that retailers can employ? Because ultimately, you know, the data and the analytics, if used properly, you can use them to a massive advantage in your organization to improve all of these experiences. And I'm not so sure if everybody's using analytics effectively today. You know, spot on, you know, um, this kind of cross-channel orchestration that really refers to the ability of retailers being able to reach their customers where they already are, you know, because in most cases, customers are already using the digital channels in their daily lives they're waiting for the brands to join them so right. you know the, the expectation is just waiting there um and i think it's the important point then of course is that the the transparency in this cross-channel orchestration uh, orchestration really goes far beyond simply integrating channels and stuff into your into your back-end processes the most important thing for brand is to make sure that what is the experience I'm crafting? What am I designing? What's the outcome that I'm aiming for? You know, keep that in mind and then say, right, what are the channels that are going to support that? Because my, 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 my customers are going to decide for me which channels they prefer when and where. And you touched on something so interesting there when it comes to the analysis, because how customers use your channels um, tells you so much. Your customers are telling you all the time, either actively by giving you feedback, real-time feedback, or just by their behaviors themselves, the way they're using your, your, your platforms, the way they're using the channels that you've provided. And when I say using channels, I mean, to give an example, customers very often will design um, an experience with, a, with, a, with an outcome in mind. You're thinking, right, great, this is how customers are going to use it. Your customers will show you how they're going to use it. You know, so I think you need to make sure that you're responsive. You need to be able to um, to integrate or, or or kind of listen to the information that you're getting from them to make sure that hold on, are they using it the way I think they 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 can be using it? Um, what are they doing? What are they not doing? Where does the process change? At what points are they asking for things that I didn't anticipate or that I have anticipated? Um, when and where are they looking for live support? When do they need um, kind of automated services to facilitate their, their lives? You know, I think that's where making sure that you're collecting all of this data because there is so much of it and just getting all the learnings out of it. So really, it's making sure that to create this optimal customer experience, you're tracking, you're measuring, and you're analyzing everything. And luckily, being in the digital space, that's where so many of the technologies available these days make all of that possible, whether it's... SMS, switch communication suites, um, push notifications, email, whatever it may be. They all give you the ability to see in real time how your customers are interacting with you. And if you need to adjust or do anything, 
in a real-time basis or plan for, for developments in the future. Yeah, it sounds like, um, you know, that retailers are using and, and, and listening to their customers and what the customers want to kind of mold the experience uh, around their specific store. Um, and I guess uh, a lot of people are learning as to what the customers want and, and tweaking here and there and improving things as they go along. So really, these experiences are being molded by what the customers ultimately want. Can you please share, uh, having said that, with that backdrop, the, the, the kind of best practices and trends in the retail mm. industry and how they have you know, had to change or adapt their specific strategies because I guess when we think of COVID, um, you know, things were different pre-COVID as they are post-COVID or during COVID, should we say, um, and, and customers have got different demands. Um, is, there, is there an example? Is there any distinction? What are you seeing? What are the trends mm -hmm. out there? Well, look, you, look, you're absolutely right. I mean, when the, the pandemic, I think, has changed retail customer behavior or the retail customer experience has changed it almost forever in South Africa. You know, um, it's really um, created a situation where customers and brands are now compelled um, to kind of engage. You know, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's been, there's many, many CTO digitalization strategies that have been sitting on the shelf waiting for that, you know, that, that, that implementation is always just one year away. Well, this arrives and now everything has to be done immediately. You know, the market, the market's not going to wait. So whoever meets at demand first kind of reaps the reaps the benefits. Um, but certainly, you know, restrictions on face-to-face -face activities has really compelled businesses now to pivot to kind of digital solutions. Um, and I think to to be able to 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 kind of firstly serve your customers and delight them, you know, the brands need to be able to move quickly um, to stay in line with these customer demands. You know, we've, we've seen from our side that it, you know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You know, even starting with the, the small approaches to move into the digital space, opening up these channels, um, even small moves reap really big benefits. Because um, that's what's so nice about digital is that when you, when you open up a channel and make it available to your, to your market, the response is almost immediate. You know, and you learn from it instantly because your customers are already there. You know, they, they're becoming far more familiar with the channels. They're becoming far more comfortable with using them. And I think for, for, for many people using online services or purchases for the first time, it's almost like suddenly the penny drops and people go, hold on, this is, this is actually really cool. It's actually quite convenient. It's way more convenient than I expected. Um, you know, important elements like digital security uh, are improving all the time. Um, allowing people to be feel, feel more secure about what they're doing and also online payments. You know, you think about how, how much is available out there and it's growing all the time. So it's just becoming more and more convenient for people to engage. So I think you know, all, of these, all of these changes collectively means that the retail industry has had to adapt and is in the middle of adapting to these changes all the time. And that's where things like, you know, with so many channels available, email, chatbots, Instagram, text, WhatsApp, Telegram, whatever the service may be, it allows you to deliver something to all of your customers all the time. You know, and I think it's, we've certainly seen it from our side is that once, once brands kind of take the plunge and they're suddenly seeing the benefits, man, there's, 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 there's no turning back. 
Yeah, absolutely fascinating. Jeremy, when you look at South Africa um, in the customer experience space and, the, and with what we've been talking about, um, how do we compare uh, with the rest of the world? And I know that, you know, the, the, the omni-channel uh, environment and, and retail environment and the online experience is a little bit more mature abroad. And we've had a really mm -hmm. fast learning curve uh, during the pandemic. How do we compare as we stand right now to the rest of the world here in South Africa? Look, I'd say very well, because certainly from, from an organization like ourselves, where we have experience across the globe, um, I must also just say that there, once again, each market has its own unique isms, if you get my meaning, uh, that are really particular to each environment. Um, and in many ways, um, in many ways, we really are on par, but also in many ways, there's just so much opportunity. There's such an enormous upside to delivering more and more of these services to our customers. Um, and arguably as well, in some cases, because we have got so much, such unmet demand in our country, it also creates a very, very rich environment for I mean, amazing innovation in our space. And it's, as you've seen, you know, um, innovation it just always kind of responds best to when there's growing or strong need in the market. So um, I think we're, we're doing really, really, very well because um, in many ways we're using services that the rest of the world is using. We're all using the same things. Exactly. It's just a matter of localizing to each specific kind of demand. So you know, we're, in, we're in a fantastic space, I think. In fact, we've... Um, I mean, we've got a we've got a, an upcoming webinar um, uh, later this month where we're actually going to be talking about exactly that, about just kind of the key strategies for customers to be, to, to to be using to kind of adapt their, their digital strategies to to their local demands. So, yeah, um, in summary, I think South Africa is in a great space. Uh, that's so exciting, and, I, and I'm glad you touched on the technology because really, um, technology has been democratized. So you know, everyone has access to the same kind of platforms to build your online store. And I guess it comes down at the end of the day to, to logistics, uh, getting the products to your customer. But we seem to be doing pretty well. And you look at the increase of the logistics companies. And, and I must say the experiences that I've had with most logistics companies getting the, mm. the end part of the transaction to me as a customer has been pretty good. So um, clearly they deploying those technologies as well. So I'm glad to hear we're on the, on the, right, on, on the right path uh, when it comes to these customer experiences. But I think that we can always improve um, and always look at the bigger picture, listening to what the customers want and ultimately uh, really delivering a superb experience for the customers to come back to you. Jeremy Osborne, the strategic account manager at InfoBip. We thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Thank you so much, Akira. It was a pleasure to be part of this.